Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Build Your Network, Episode 70. Hey, this is Kieran McKeefrey from Podcast Websites, and if you want to maximize your income potential, you should be listening to Build Your Network with my good friend, Travis Chappell. You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be. Brought to you by your host, Travis Chappell. What is up and welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one very important thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving success in life. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but first, Build Your Network is supported by CastBox, the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on iOS and Android. CastBox has over 50 million free episodes that more than 10 million users download and listen to wherever, whenever. And now for all Build Your Network listeners, once you've downloaded the CastBox app, click Go Premium and enter promo code 90 days to get three free months of premium features. Head on over to the app. Store or Google Play Store to download Castbox now. And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Kieran McKeefrey. Kieran is the CTO for podcast websites and an avid, avid web developer. Kieran, thanks so much for coming to the show today, bro. Really excited to have you. Why don't you go ahead and expound a little bit on that intro? Tell us more about how you got to where you are today. Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm obviously co founder of podcast websites uh, alongside John Lee Dumas and, and Mark Asquith. Uh, Marco, I'm good friends with. Um, 
I'm chief technology officer there. I handle all the development team and and we basically look after all the the support. We build all the future features. Uh, you know, we built V1, V2. We've got all this future stuff coming up. Um, you know, I love development. I absolutely love it. You know, I like playing with stuff. I like taking it apart. How did you get into all this? Was it something that you've just always done since you were a kid? Or did you go to school for it? Did you just kind of like learn it yourself? What, how exactly did it come about? Well, I've been a PHP developer since I was about 13. Oh, wow. <laughs> when I was at school, uh, I actually ran an online role-playing game, which was based on the Mafia, which was pretty cool back then. Hmm. And that kind of, I actually earned a bit of money from that as well. Uh, so at 13, I was actually getting like a steady, a steady bit of income. So I didn't have to do like a paper round or anything. I just, just did that. Uh, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it's kind of hard. Back when I was at school, uh, development wasn't really something you could kind of just go and do like a course on. Okay. Uh, now, now you can. Obviously, um, yeah. But, but yeah, but uh, but back then it was it was just a bit of a kind of do it yourself type thing. Okay. And luckily, I just picked it up. I'm a bit of a trial and error person myself, so okay. I literally just got some PHP scripts and just started playing around, and, and that's how I kind of picked up the skills that I've got now. Huh. So when podcast websites was like in its infancy, was it just like Mark was like, hey, bro, I really could use some help like developing the technology side of this and I need you to come on with me? Or was it something that he kind of had to pitch to you or what, how did that whole process go? I mean, it was pretty funny, really. It, you know, I actually worked for Mark before podcast websites. Um, I worked for Mark's agency. Okay. Um, gotcha. so Mark kind of pulled me to one side and he says, you know, I've got this really good idea what do you think about this? And he, he pitched it to me, you know, he told me exactly what the issues were in podcasting and mm-hmm. how podcast websites could help and, you know, where we could fit in that market, um, which was perfect. Uh, so I, I straight away jumped on board and then obviously we was on with John as well. And we just took it from that. So all three of us have been there from inception of, of the idea to building it up from V1 to beta, you know, we really just smashed it out of the park. Yeah. How, how many users do you guys have now? About 400-ish. Okay. Gotcha. Kind of varies. It's uh, it's a lovely amount. Yeah. You know, it's a really really good community. Yeah, everyone loves the service. So it's you know, it, it kind of makes me wake up and, and really enjoy my day. Yeah, yeah, which is a pretty big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I am one of your guys' customers, and I can't say enough great things about it for anybody listening that has a podcast. Highly recommend checking out podcast websites to use for the website and the hosting and all that good stuff. So uh, really, really easy to use. Uh, the support team's great. In fact, I, I think I literally just emailed support a couple of days ago, Kieran, and I, and I think you were the one that got back to me on it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very active, engaged. Like You get your answers to your questions very, very quickly. And they do a fantastic, fantastic job over there. So Kieran, I got to ask you this question. This is something that I ask most people that come on the show. Do you believe that what you know or who you know is more important and why it's a tough one i think in certain aspects of life it's who you know and not what you know sometimes i think that's a shame because you know there's a lot of people that go to college they go to university and, and you know they get qualifications in certain stuff like i've mentioned to you before if i had have gone to college and uni and maybe got the qualifications what in what i know that might not have got me further in my career or how i wanted to get in life yeah so sometimes you know it is good to know stuff, but sometimes it is good to know the people. I mean, if you're a doctor or a lawyer, obviously that's different. You're going to yeah. need to go. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with 
Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. University. But it just depends on, I think, the field, really. I like the idea that you can kind of make your own way, but I do like the idea that sometimes you do need a bit of handholding if you have these opportunities from friends, from family just anyone generally your neighbor you know anyone that right. you can get an opportunity from yeah. anything a leg up in anything's perfect and how do you and mark know each other well i worked for mark at his agency initially so which, it which was, was just like a cold hire like you had no previous connection to him uh, well the funny thing was actually i went for an interview with mark and danny also run the agency and i went in for the interview and Mark actually turned around to me and says, actually, I think I've picked your business card up before. Um, he actually went to my brother-in-law's hairdressers and actually knew my brother-in-law. So it was kind of linked, uh, but not linked. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so he was kind of kicking himself. He was like, damn, I could have used this a bit before then. So no, <laughs> I, I didn't know it before then. Gotcha. And how, and then how long ago was that? Uh, how long was that now? Four years, maybe five? Wow. Been a, a decent chunk of time. It, yeah. it just goes so quickly, doesn't it? I mean, like we're already in January now. Yeah, it's you know, crazy. <laughs> it's ridiculous. How long ago did you guys start up podcast websites? Like, how long ago did you actually start taking on customers? Three years ago, I'd say. Okay. Top of my head. It's just like I said, it's just going so quickly. We, you know, we came up with the beat of the podcast websites. Um, we started taking on our beta members, which was a handful. I think we had like hundred or hundred and fifty to begin with. That was all on lower tiers and you know they really wanted to test the service and it was excellent because just the, from the feedback and how everyone took to the system we just it developed into something even better and every time something else comes out it's just better and better and every iteration is just yeah it just fills up tiny gaps that you kind of miss hmm. Hmm. so would you say that you spent more time on like really really sharpening your skill set than you have just like hanging out with people and trying to build relationships? Well, 
I did think that, but you know, obviously been a part of podcast websites and being CTO, I've, you know, I'm going to the conferences that I need to be going to. Podcast movement uh, it was actually my first trip to America last year. Oh, cool! Um, I enjoyed it; it was great. And just the networking from that one event just opened my eyes, just to see how many people are in podcasting as a whole, and just mm. you know. I literally, I, th- I think I came home with about 300 business cards yeah. uh, just from people. It's, it's just amazing just how well you can speak to people and how you can get on. And, you know, we, we've got some really good links from that. You know, we've got people, suppliers, you know, people who like want to do, want to work with us, want to sell stuff through us. You know, it's really, really good. Right, right. Now, that's fantastic. And I, I think it brings up a good point that it's just like, look, it is both. It's what you know and it's who you know. But without the other one, you know, just focusing on one is never going to help you maximize. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even if your dad works for a big company, if you haven't got the skills to suit that company, then right. it's not going to last, is it? It's not going to work. You can't just Yeah, it's not it going to last. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like, if you can't get in, like, you're going to have dibs, you know? Like, if you go and interview for that job and your dad's the one making the decision and there's three other people that are more qualified than you, you're probably still going to get the opportunity. But if yeah. you can't really get in and figure it out and increase your skill set exponentially, then it's never going to work out long term. And so having to focus on both of these is, is really important. Would you say that you're going to spend 2018, Kieran, focusing more on working on your what or working on your who actually i think it, i'm going to be working on my who this is my first podcast interview okay the first of many i'm hoping so i'm, I'm hoping to get out there and, and get on a few podcasts meet a lot of people just kind of build up some more links i feel like i'm quite proficient in development anyway hmm. i can always learn I right can always of course, learn. Yeah. I, i'm always going to increase my skill set but yeah. you know Sometimes you kind of need to take that step out. I'm trying to take a leaf out of Mark Asquith's book a little bit. Yeah. Just trying to you know, create those connections. I could say a name to him of a member or someone who I've spoke to on the phone on a pre-sales call, and he'll he'll, he'll instantly know him. Oh, really? So just, I, yeah, just because how the connections that he makes. Right. Right. So like breaking down the skill set of your guys' team, Mark is definitely kind of more the biz dev guy and you're more like... Yeah, yeah, that, that suits him to a T, yeah. yeah. The funny thing is Mark actually did used to work in technology. He used to be a developer a long time ago. So he's actually pretty good for that. So the dynamic in, in the office is pretty good. So sometimes if I say I can't do something, he'll say, actually, you can. <laughs> so it's that dynamic of, you know, think about it this way and I like it, it works. Huh, interesting, interesting. So he's a good developer as well. So he also has worked on that skill set yeah i wouldn't say uh, developer in terms of like php development but he used to be a developer in i think he was a .NET developer quite a okay. long time ago so it's so got kind of, kind of like when you know one language you get the general gist of right right how which definitely helps in oh yeah yeah in helping direct yeah. the company too i would assume since he has a little bit of that background anyway yeah completely So throughout your career then, Kieran, have you ever like had a mentor or been a part of like a group mastermind setting that you think that helped you tremendously? Have you ever done stuff like that before? You know, I haven't, you know, I really should have done. The only mentor I can actually think of is, you know, Mark's, Mark's advice that I get on a day by day basis. You yeah. know, even if that's, that should make tea more often, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that's, he's kind of mentoring me i think a bit to you know to fill a bit more of a gap in how i sit in life because i sometimes don't take criticism well i sometimes take it a bit personal so he's kind of guiding me that you know you should always take it as you know future development make and make everything better yeah so that's, that's kind of the only mentorship i've kind of got right right well tell us about a time kieran when a connection in your life led to like a big moment of success for you 
<laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to go back to Mark, aren't I? Um, it's, I think it's the time when I went to to the interview for Mark's agency, and you know, I got the job. And I think it's not just a success at podcast websites. I think it's working in a professional agency. Before the agency, I actually so I'll go back to basics. I left school, you know, with fairly decent qualifications. I tried college for a year, but I just really didn't get on with it. Yeah. Academia as a whole. It's great for some people, but for some it isn't. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I didn't want to learn much more. So I went to uh, work as an apprentice at an engineer company, which is like completely different style of, of work. And there I actually recreated two of the systems there. They had like a stock control system and a quotation system. And that was at 17. So I was developing systems at quite a young age. So I was kind of, I'm a process guy. I like to change process. I like process to make stuff easier. Mm-hmm. So I do this, 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 and this. So it just makes everything quicker, easier, traceable. Yeah. I ended up leaving there and I set up a web development company on myself. It was a bit of a bedroom developer type job, if you know what I mean. It was, you know, it, it wasn't anything professional, professional, but it, it was there. And then I ended up, it was kind of hard on your own. I think, you know, hmm. jumping into that world at 18, 19 and, yeah. and wanting to, I don't know, try and push yourself as a professional web designer and web developer. Right. Right. It was quite difficult. So I ended up going for an interview at, at Mark's agency. And I think it was there when I just started to pick up this sense of business acumen where I was, you know, right. kind of developing myself a bit more and just seeing how everyone else works in, in the design agency. I mean, Mark always takes the mick out of me. I turned up for my interview in a pinstripe suit. It wasn't a pinstripe suit. He said it was a pinstripe suit, but it wasn't. <laughs> but for me, who hasn't worked in a design agency before, I thought that was a norm, you know, I was used right, to... that's what you have to you, do, you, yeah. Yeah, you, you go with a suit on, but it turns out we're a bit more relaxed than that. So, you know, <laughs> to this day, anyone mentions suits and, you know, Mark just looks at me and says, remember when you came in your little penguin suit? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what a great reminder for you. <laughs> yeah, so I think I've been that after that. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. You know, it, it, it's funny, Kieran, because the more I hear you talk... You know, at the beginning of this, it, it kind of sounded like you were really, you're really self-made and, and you've been doing this since you were 13 and you have a lot of knowledge and the knowledge is what presented the opportunity. But then the more we talk about this, the more I start to realize that your entire like business acumen and knowledge has come from a one-on-one relationship and kind of almost a mentorship with Mark Asquith. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, completely, completely. Yeah. You know, I, I think he only said to me uh, last week, on uh, New Year's Eve, he said, you know, you've really come on this year and last year, you know, you're, you're starting to, I think he's trying to mold me into a mini him, but I'm obviously the better looking one. Uh, <laughs> so <I'll say> it. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it definitely is a mentorship. And, you know, I think when you work alongside someone as you know illustrious as, as Mark Asquith, I think you, you're always going to pick up pointers mm-hmm. on a day by day basis, which is good. I mean, I was always going to, my whole idea in life, I was always going to try and succeed to the best as I can. Mm-hmm. When I was at school, when I left school, we have like form tutors in the UK, which is basically like uh, a teacher um, that looks after you. you. Like you go in every day and you like you sign in to make sure you're at school and like you ask them questions. You know, like, they're there for you. Uh, so I, I a form tutor for our, all of school, and she wrote on the back of a picture of all our form, which says "Contact me when you're a millionaire." So you know, I'm, I'm waiting and waiting and waiting, and I'll eventually contact her. That's my sole gain. Yes. Yes. There you go. That's perfect. 
Yeah, man, that, it's just so funny. Like the more I talk to people and even people that would say that, you know, what, you know, is probably more important. And they tell me a story about like why they think that. And it just keeps pointing back to who, you know, <laughs> yeah. and uh, it's, it is, yeah. it's, it's really funny to me that most of the time, and for some people, it was what, you know, some people that there's no doubt about, they were completely self-made. They didn't have any connections. They didn't do it. And the connections that they do have is because they're really good at what they do. And there's definitely some merit to that. But I think the, the shortest runway, the shortest way to get to the goals that you're trying to achieve is by focusing on the who, you know, and then letting the, what, you know, increase with the, who, you know, you yeah, it's, it's self-betterment, isn't it? Right. Yeah. It's, right. it's, it's always self-betterment. As long as you can, it goes back to the whole point of just because your dad owns a company and you've got no knowledge of the company, you shouldn't just get that job because it's not a long game, is it? You're not going to, unless you can really quickly pick everything up, you, you know, right. you're going to struggle quite quickly. Right, right. But if you were somebody that is looking to improve yourself, then being yeah. around a bunch of those people that work that job might just help you gain enough knowledge to be really good at it. You know what I mean? So yeah, like, yeah. So like you being able to rub shoulders with Mark Asquith on a daily basis, working for him and with him in the first company and now this company and podcast websites, working with him and for him and gaining insight and knowledge from him automatically increases your level of where you are because you're spending time with somebody like Mark who has a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge, a lot of connections in the industry. Oh yeah, yeah, completely. Like if, you know, if I said to Mark, is there any chance... I, you can get me in with such and such mm-hmm. who maybe is a friend with you he, you know he'd drop he'd just do it straight away drop him an email and he'd introduce me yeah and that's kind of when you know people that are like that then that kind of it's all interwoven it's you know right it pulls you in as well yeah yeah exactly exactly so why do you think that a lot of people don't do this kind of stuff kieran why do you think that a lot of people just neglect to spend time developing their inner circle i think sometimes people are afraid of networking I think sometimes it's scary, you know, yeah. speaking to new people all times, even just like a, a networking event. You know, if you can imagine someone who's at the first networking event, I think when, once you get past that first awkward handshake, yeah, usually it just starts all to fall in place. You know, you speak to someone who will then introduce you to someone else in the networking event. Right. So it, it, I think it's just that first intro. It's the first interaction with someone. And yeah. Sometimes people don't like, you know, like I've mentioned before, I'm probably not the best when it comes to listening to criticism. I take it sometimes personally. I know I shouldn't, but, you know, that's just probably one of my problems. So Mm -hmm. for someone who might not want to go into a networking event or even just speak to someone to build that relationship, they might not want any criticism. They might think they already know what's best and they might think that that's it. They don't need to know anything else. Yeah, yeah, very true, very true. So when you go into a networking situation, what's the most scary part of the whole thing to you? Like, are, are you naturally extroverted? Is it easy for you to get along with people or are you more introverted? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I went into a pub on my own and I'm sat at the bar and there's a, a bunch of guys there, you know, drinking, probably within an hour, I'd probably be sat with them drinking with them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just generally get on with people. I've not... yeah. Do you find I'm that sorry. that surprises people with you being a web developer? Like, do most people just assume you're an introvert? <laughs> no, I don't know. Cause I'm quite a loud person. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just like talking really. I, yeah. That's probably one of my issues is that I do talk a lot. Uh, sometimes I don't let people get a word in. Yeah. I, you know, I've got the gift of the gab, I think. You know, I've, I've always generally, like I mentioned before, I, you know, I was earning money at, from an, a young age of 13, right, um, right. selling a product, selling this online role-playing game. You know, so for me, it kind of comes a bit naturally. Yeah. You know, I don't mind shaking someone's hand and speaking to them. It's not a problem. They'll probably tell me something really interesting and I'll get to know them. You know, the contacts, again, that I've built from Podcast Movement this last time that's just happened. Yeah. 
you know, I'll not forget it. You know, I've got people, I've got a lot of good Facebook friends now from that. A lot mm. of people that I'm looking forward to seeing again. Right. Uh, I can't wait again for next year. Yeah, you guys are coming back out to the one in Philly next year, huh? Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're just uh, we're just about to book flights for that tomorrow. Funny enough. Oh. Uh, we're also at uh, Podfest as well. Oh, cool. Uh, which is in Florida in February. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Interesting. Really cool. So now you're definitely bursting onto the networking scene. So you. Oh yeah, I can't wait. I'm yeah. just, I'm, you know, chomping at the bit. I just yeah, want to get so, out there. I was going to say, it sounds like you're a perfectly a natural at it. That is the one thing probably that you'll have to work on is being an extrovert and like making friends like that is, you know, stopping yourself and having a listen to what somebody yeah. else has to say instead of dominating a conversation, you know, cause that's pretty key as far as networking goes, I think is listening more than you speak, which for some people can be difficult. I have to try to be really conscious of that. Cause when I, I think this goes for just about anybody, even though I'm more naturally kind of an introvert, when I start talking to people about something that I'm passionate about, I tend to dominate the conversation there cause something that I'm passionate about, you know? So like if I'm talking yes. for too long, I'm just like, okay, shut up, shut up. Ask him a question. Ask him a question. Just shut up. <laughs> so I've just, got a good friend. Yeah. I've got a good friend called John who's uh, very much into politics. And literally, you mentioned one word about politics and he's on for about half an hour full stop. You just can't <laughs> stop him. <laughs> yeah, and that's such a non-polarizing topic to talk about too. So I'm sure he makes a lot of, <laughs> a lot of great first impressions with that. <laughs> Oh man. So if you had to choose one tip then Kieran, like let's say one thing that you've learned about networking in the last year, year and a half, whether it be through personal experience at podcast movement or other conventions or through like mentorship from Mark or reading a book, what would your one networking tip be? Listen to the small stuff, the details, you know, all the details count. If you can pick up maybe when it's someone's birthday or just little small bits and you maybe mention it next time you speak to them, they'll just They'll appreciate it so much. They'll always think about that. They'll always go back to it. You know, if if you remember it's someone's birthday, if you remember specifically the wife's name or or some or the husband's name, you know, if you remember those little bits of detail, they'll always, always, always remember you. Hmm. Do you have any tips for like memorizing things when you're talking to somebody? Like, if somebody's out there going like, yeah, that would be great, but I can't even remember the name of the person I'm talking to, although <laughs> like his wife and like what his kid what sport his kid likes to play and like where he goes. It's like, do you have any tips for that? Or is it just like, really, you're just focusing on listening? I, you just got to focus on listening sometimes, I think. And yeah. You know, do, so do you take notes yeah, or anything sometimes? Like just to make sure you don't forget something. I've only just started taking notes recently within the last three years of, of kind of like whenever like a meeting, I'll take notes before then I'd usually just try and absorb it. Yeah. And usually most of the stuff sticks, maybe the odd detail would, would drop. Yeah. But now I'm kind of getting better to listen to the details and, and, and jotting stuff down when it comes to meetings, just keeping business cards. So if, you know, when you've got a business card anyway, you'll always remember and associate someone to their business card. Mm. If you remember what they do. You know, if John gives you a business card and he's, you know, cuts grass and it's a cook, you know, it's a, a gardener's business card, you're going to remember it's John. Just a small things, I think. So since you have a lot of experience, like talking to people, trying to sell your products to people, trying to sell yourself as a developer, how do you handle rejection or the fear of rejection? How do you go about handling that when you get no's a lot? I think this happened, I mentioned inside that I... I actually, you know, I started my own web design company when I was a bit younger. You know, that's when I left that apprenticeship. And it was actually a lot of no's and a lot of rejection that actually pushed me to getting a job. It was December. I remember it quite well. December about four or five years ago. And I didn't have much money coming in. It was, you know, it was as simple as that. I didn't have any jobs in. It was that, you know, the whole rejection. I'd gone to see clients. They didn't want websites. They didn't want any development. You know, it were getting to a point where I was really worried. And I ended up doing some work for my partner's dad 
was the works in construction. So I did some like odd jobs around, which kind of laid me over. And I just, I sat down, I realized to myself, I, just, I can't do that again. Um, I need to get something that kind of puts me in a job. Hmm. But then when I got in that job role, I kind of want to be back out of it again. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I get that. But I think you just kind of, you learn when you, once you've been rejected a few times, you try and improve, you ask questions, why have you been rejected? Hmm. What was the difference? You know, if it's price, then I don't think that's a good enough reason for rejection anyway. I don't think that you should ever be undercut on stuff sometimes. Hmm. Sometimes cheaper means cheaper quality. Right. Um, so, so, you know, don't always knock yourself back to price. It's a tough one, really. It's a tough yeah. one. Yeah. Do you think it's more something that you're just naturally okay with? Like when people tell you no, it's just kind of like, meh, whatever. Or do you take it personally like you do with criticism? No, I don't take it personally. If, if someone doesn't want... So, for example, if someone doesn't want to sign up to podcast websites, if that's a cost issue or if that's something else, that's fine. You know, all I want to do, all I want to achieve is I want people to be successful in podcasting. Hmm. You know, if they can't afford the service, that's fine. That's not a problem. I, I think it brings really good value mm-hmm. uh, to where it is. For some people, it, you know, it might be pricey. They might want something a lot cheaper. I will happily point them into anyone else's direction. Yeah. You know, yeah. I just want people, you know, to be happy and to, to enjoy what I'm offering. So hmm. it's kind of just learning what you've been rejected for and, you know, just kind of taking it on the chin a bit. Yeah. Just try and improve it. If you know that you're too expensive, do you then come up with something that's cheaper that doesn't make the quality any less? Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of separating, like, look, this person isn't saying no to me. They're yeah. saying no to this certain product or service. And if I can't try to figure out why, then sometimes you just got to be okay with it and move on to the next one, huh? Yeah, exactly that, yeah. Well, cool, Kieran. Let's go ahead and move on to something I like to call the random round. Just a few really quick random questions with some quick random answers. You ready? Yep. This is the random round. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? A chef. If you could sit on a park bench with someone, past or present, and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? My late nun, because I'd just love to talk to her again. How do you like to consume content best? Books, blogs, podcasts, videos? Uh, videos. Okay. Do you have like a certain channel that you follow or is it just like whatever kind of pops up in your feed? That's how you just like to consume. Literally whatever's on my feed. For okay. Literally, you know, like Facebook's video centric at the minute. Okay. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. Uh, wake up at 6.30, get ready, out of the house for seven, half an hour drive listening to either a podcast or some music have a coffee as soon as I get in and ask Alexa to play some pop punk. That is the next question. What is your go-to <laughs> pump up song? I don't really have one, but I, I like pop punk. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. What are you not very good at, Kieran? Taking criticism, definitely. And then as we get everything wrapped up here, what is one place online where we'll be able to find you the most? You can find me on Twitter at Kieran McKeith. I always talk about football on there or soccer, should I say? So uh, be weary. Okay. Can you spell Kieran McKee for us? Yeah, sure. So it's uh, K-I-E-R-A-N-M-C-K-E-E-F. Perfect. Perfect. So if you would like to connect further with Kieran, head over to Twitter, follow his feed, do some likes and some retweets and all that good (laughs) Twitter stuff. Connect with him there. And if you're going to be at Podcast Movement, look for him at the podcast website's booth. Kieran, thanks so much for coming to the show, man. Had a fantastic time talking with you. 
Thank you very much, dude. It's been great. That's all for this episode of Build Your Network. Your next step is to visit byn.media slash FB to join in on our Facebook group for more personal engagement, proven strategies and tactics to reach your ultimate goals. That's byn.media forward slash FB. Remember, you're only one connection away. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.